We are live. We are. Let's see. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hello, hello. Welcome to Abracadabra. I'm Ilan Azulai, spiritual mentor and a sound therapist for you who are ready to reclaim your power, to remember your gifts, to shine your gifts to the world, and all from love and no fear. This is a program of empowerment where I bring guests and people who shine their gifts, who are here to express themselves with words, with art, with any form of expression. Today, I'm really excited to have uh, to have somebody who's very, very unique, very special. And before that, I want to... Uh, to make that, uh, make that uh, commitment, at least for today, one day at a time. I hereby accept on myself the due commandment or the utterance of love to your neighbor, your friend, in the same way that you express love to yourself. And the first focus is on us, on ourselves. Today, my guest is a graduate of Tel Aviv University, Yeshiva University of Los Angeles, and American Jewish University, Gila Nisan. She has been teaching Hebrew and Jewish studies for three decades. Her teachings and writings have been informed by great Kabbalists. She's a prize-winning poet, essayist, and visionary. Her work is centered around the Hebrew letters as tools of creation and mysticism of biblical Hebrew. A native Israeli, she lives in Los Angeles, California. And so it's really fascinating because the, the work and this program, the name of this program, Abracadabra, and we'll show how all this ties together. Really exciting. In her meditate in her book and cards, Meditations with the Hebrew Letter, a guide for the modern seeker, author Gila Nisan shares the ancient knowledge and wisdom and the power of the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. She has as I said, over three decades of experience teaching the spirituality of Hebrew language. And in the last 10 years, she has focused on the Hebrew letters themselves as tools of self-growth. So without further ado, I'm really excited and, and, uh, and honored to have here uh, Gila. Let's see. Let's bring her in. Okay. And there you are, Gila. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> Shalom, thank you very shalom, much. Shalom, Thank it's you. It's a pleasure to be with you again and yeah. um, to exchange ideas with you. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for, for coming. We've we've met a couple of times. We've met one time physically, but we've been talking for a while, and it's really fascinating to find somebody and to meet somebody who's also, we're also connected through the language, through the place of where we come from, Israel, and today we're speaking English. But uh, also especially, and also especially through the language and the Hebrew letters, which I so love and, and recognize and use this every day in, in understanding and in manifestation and teaching and wisdom. And this program, Abracadabra, which literally means in Aramaic, I create as I speak, is fascinating because it's, I saw it's written on your book. <laughs> So Gila, so tell us, so tell us about you. Um, you know, you'll probably do a better job than I did in introducing you. There's so wealth of information and wisdom. And you're here to share this with the world and with the books and the cards, and we'll talk about that. So welcome. 
please tell 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 us about you a little bit. Uh, first of all, I must say one more word about Abracadabra. Yes. Abracadabra was the first name of my book. And wow. Then there was a big uh, discussion among my students uh, that many of them felt that the word abracadabra is so um, misleading. Uh, people either don't know what it is, or if they know what it is, it thinks it has to do with... Uh, the rabbit out of the hat. Ocus pocus. And they said, oh, your work is so sincere and deep And we don't want uh, Ocus Pocus to be uh, related to it. So we ended up uh, looking for other names. But when I saw your name on Facebook with Abracadabra, I felt an instant uh, need to be in touch with you because, in a way, you have the name of, of this project that uh, uh, I developed. You know, I'm, This is wonderful. This is, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's, we're going here. This is live. We're doing live. So this is, uh, you know, we can, we'll come in and other person's words. And to those of you who are joining us, we're joined by Gila Nisan. She is uh, an author. She's a scholar. She's teaching the Hebrew letters. And I'm so fascinated by, by her work to add to the wisdom to share to, uh, with the world. And this is a live broadcast where you can actually, if you have any questions as we go along, you can type them and, and I'll see them and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get them to Gila so she can reply to that live. And if you are missing this live broadcast, it is going to be uh, left on the wall and the recording is available. So, yeah, we were talking about abracadabra, and um, it, it is literally a word of manifestation. Gil, I have to tell you that that in the last few years, this word and and just understanding the power of the Hebrew letters from from different teachings, from Kabbalah and and different uh, scholars, and uh, it's just been used as a manifestation tool. And, and there is a certain way of, of using that, and I've, just, I've found a way to use that in uh, scarcely, scarcely, you say, right? Um, but with uh, which means with, with respect and, and <laughs> you know, carefully, just make sure that... What's that? Carefully. Carefully, yes. And so, but before we go into this, you grew up in Israel, Tell, tell, tell us about, tell me about, uh, a little about where you come from and, and how, how did your life, you know, if, as much as we can and do, how, how did you come to, to, this, to this place? Okay. Yeah. I was fortunate to be born to parents that were born in Jerusalem. My grandparents arrived from Persia on donkeys and camels Uh, through Damascus and into Jerusalem, where the Turks did not allow them to come in because they were Jews. And they put Bedouin clothes on them, clothes of Muslims, and they snuck themselves in as pretend pretending to be Muslims. So, yes, my grandparents had an accent, but my parents spoke beautiful Hebrew, and I spoke beautiful Hebrew. I started to write in high school as a poet and I wrote uh, essays as well. I always was interested and uh, attracted to wisdom. 
you know, not only because of my individuality, but also the Jewish people are known to be people that seek wisdom and the meaning of life. We have passion for it. We want to know why we are here, what are we doing, who is God, where is God, etc., etc. We live with those questions. Everything needs to have meaning for us. That's right. That's right. So, that kind of a Jew I was, like everybody else. And um, when I was 21, um, I left Israel. It was very funny that uh, I left the Holy Land to find God in Los Angeles. <laughs> did, you, did you think that? Did you think that back then or are you now thinking it now in retrospect? Not at all. At that time, we went to study. We went... I. Yeah. Had a baby, my my baby Adaya, and and we came as a family to Los Angeles. And Adaya's father was interested in to be a naval architect, and um, and I have to say that when I came here today, when I look back, Ilan, it was like entering a spiritual desert, hmm. and, and I don't know why. When you came here to LA, yes, it was yeah, a spiritual totally desert and a spiritual desert. Only today I can look back and say, "Wow, what, what a change!" It was a change that I could not verbalize. I couldn't speak about it. I just felt it. So only now, when I come to the Holy Land, I know why it is called a Holy Land because I can stand in the balcony of my parents who are um, watching me from above and feel the holiness in the air. But when I grew up in Israel, I totally... Yeah, same thing. I totally totally get it. I... um... Uh, you know, many times we have to lose something in order to find its value. Right. To some, you know, some people, some people's journeys is, is is like that. That we have to lose something, and 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 it's, it's with everything. But if you look at it, we're talking about letters. We're talking about Israel. We're talking what it is. It's really all relationships. Even the letters, it is all about relationships. Right. You know, so it is how we're redefining our. Our relationship, but what did you what did you do up until you left Israel? Like up until twenty one, were you just like oh whatever, anything was flying? And how was your relationship with your with your parents? Um, <laughs> I I felt well, you know, there's so much to say about it. Yeah, I felt that my grandparents were pious Jews. Uh-huh. My parents were Zionists. They came to build the country. And I felt in between the two chairs of a, uh, a very religious people and, and Zionists who didn't want to be a diaspora a, a Jews anymore. They wanted to be something new. And so without talking too much about the beginning of Zionism that had no spirituality in it whatsoever, and, and I needed to find my connection to God and who I really am because uh, the influences that I was under were not good enough for me to find what I needed to find. So I'm not blaming uh, institution. Even in Yeshiva University, nothing happened to me. 
in uh, Jewish American, uh, American Jewish University. I accumulated a lot of knowledge, but nothing happened to me in, in a deep way that, that started to change or align me with the source that will start to give me information that I could not get in academic institutions. Yeah, it didn't really puncture you. It didn't really yeah. create that. Well, uh, either I was not ready, you know, yeah. not helping yeah, yeah. any, anybody. Uh, when you are ready, the master appears. And uh, at that time, I was ready to accumulate knowledge. Uh, my destiny was that first I should be established in family life, Uh, actually, exactly as Kabbalah says, uh, you have to be established in, in ordinary life, and then you can ask, what's the meaning of my life? I did not wait until the age of 40. At the age of 27, I understood that uh, academic institutions are not going to give me what I'm looking for. So I started to study in informal Institu- uh, circles that taught me uh, esot- esoteric knowledge. I studied Guruji for many years. I'm still a student of, of this teaching. I studied Kabbalah with Jonathan Omerman and Rabbi Zalman Schechter for many years. And, uh, and then, 10 years ago, I had a wonderful Israeli woman coming to my life, being sent by a rabbi friend, Rabbi Judith Halevi, sending me a friend. I said, hi, we, we drink a cup of tea. And she says, I am being told that you need to teach the Hebrew letters. I said, Michal, don't worry. I already at the, at the American Jewish University, I developed a course that was talking about the spirituality of the Hebrew language. I, I was attracted to that. And uh, what does it mean, a, a language of truth or the holy language? What, what, what holy, what truth is in the language? Uh, so I started to develop it. But she said, no, 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 no. This is all good. You need to teach only the letters. And yeah. I was talking about because I did not pay that much attention only to the letters. And Michal and I started six months of meditations work although I was by then a teacher of meditation she taught me new kind of meditation while I guided imagery where I started to interact through her and with her with entities I never thought I would be able to interact in such a visual way inside the meditation And from that source, I received a new meaning on Hebrew letters. You know that many books were written on the Hebrew letters. Why do That's we need a book? But I got completely different meaning for each letter, and I understood that I need to teach it. So I started to, brought, to bring that knowledge into my circles and groups that I was already teaching uh, 
spirituality in general. Yes, yes, yes. So this this is this is really fascinating because before we go further to talk about about the book and the card deck that you worked with Michal, as you're talking about, there are many books that talking about the letters, and really much of the books are not as visual as triggering our our ourselves triggering our brain to visualize what these letters are for example uh, there is a book by rabbi zamir Cohen who is talking about only about the code only about the letters each letter and and is and there are different visualizations and so forth but it is more an intellect it is it is uh, it is an intellect of knowing it is a wisdom it is uh, it's 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 coming from here and when we are looking at your letters and by the way your name is actually a part of a meditation that a kabbalistic meditation that I'm, that I'm doing so I'll, I'll share with this with you but the letters so what what i have experienced with the letters with the cards so it comes this is the box set this is the box set that you can order from the website listed down here, thehebrewletter.com. And if you want to reach Gila, there's a phone number here as well. And her email is gila at thehebrewletter.com. And inside, we have a book that is describing, is, is the, uh, divided into four parts. It's talking about your journey and talking about your understanding of the letters and how you use the letters. And so it's a beautifully informed book and... Uh, and um, it's just, it's just, it's. I just held it. The energy of the book is wonderful. So, and then go to the cards. And this is where Michal comes in. And so, what I understood from me is that she visualized the energy, and she can see the energies behind each letter. Now, I can look and I can see certain things behind certain people, but not letters. So she could see the energies behind letters, and. This is an illustration of the letters plus a description of the letter and the meaning. And uh, and each letter has its own representation. And it's wonderful for meditation, wonderful for setting intention. And as we know, the, the words themselves are really not much if we don't have the correct intention, our voice. What place do we inhabit within ourselves when we ask for something? You know, we talked about it the other day, Gila, that many times what we want is not what is good for us, right? Mm -hmm. We can say, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. But, you know, it is not necessarily good for us. So then there are people that will say that for the, and this goes to, uh, is, is it called different dark, black magic or whatever, that are using or practical Kabbalah, that are using for a pay or for whatever to invoke certain powers to grant you what you wish and there is a reason why we were told not don't deal with this because it goes against the the, the laws of nature so this is what i want so anybody who's interested in this and if you are not interested be interested because many times we don't know what we want so until you get it it is uh it is really a revelation as far as your name you know there is a there is a Kabbalah, a Kabbalistic meditation that I use with sound when I work with people. And everybody who is watching, who is joining now, this is a live broadcast where with Gila Nisan. She is a scholar, she is a researcher, an author, a poet, and she is teaching for over three decades uh, Hebrew, and she's focusing on the Hebrew letters. And this is the power, the power of creation through the Hebrew letters. Um, 
So I have a meditation. Can I, yeah, go can ahead. I add something? I, I want to add something to what you said in the beginning about um, how we perceive the letters. The Kabbalist and the high priest in the temple and selected people always knew the power of the letters. Actually, the high priest was not only a physician who could uh, heal people, he was also guiding the people whether to go to war or not to go to war, or how to handle uh, everything that were on the Hoshen, on the breastplate, letters that told him uh, the answers to questions. So it was an oracle, it was a Jewish oracle mm-hmm. that led the life, the political, spiritual, psychological life of the people. Then, after the destruction of the temple, the knowledge on the Hebrew letters went underground. Only few knew about it. Today, this knowledge is coming up. You know, why should I, and it's not only me that has the honor to service this new movement of the letters coming into the world. It's also, when I talked to Rabbi Zalman Schechter, the founder of Jewish Renewal, I said to him, listen, I've been for six months receiving this amazing knowledge. And he said to me, his answer, I'll never forget his answer. Hmm. Been waiting for it. Uh, That's what he said. And the other thing he said, it will be all over the world. Not, it, in other words, the letters themselves, the wisdom, the power of these letters will start to like, like mushrooms after the rain. Yeah. You people all of a sudden teaching the yoga of the letters. That's the, right. Mantras. The, all kinds all of things are connected all of a sudden to the letters. What was a letter is a sound vibration, right? As God created the world with sound vibration, the Kabbalist immediately received Bereshit Bara Elohim Et, meaning right away from any start, because there's no end to the beginning, right? There's no beginning. There's never a good or, or bad place to enter a story, right? It's the same. Uh, uh, please, the word Bereshit was the miss, the most uh, wrongly, t- all, the, all the understanding on the word Bereshit could be accepted except the translation into King James. That's the only one that is totally a mistake. So yeah. for a thousand years, we thought, Oh, there is one beginning. That's right. That's right. There is no beginning. There is no end. But what the first verse is trying to tell us, there were 22 tools of creation that God created the world. How did he create? Let there be this. Let there be uh, trees and and feet. Light. And and the first sentence that God says when he comes into the room. Light. Let it be light. So we understand today, just to add one more understanding, how does it work? I'm not God, and I'm not supposed to create the world, and for sure I don't have the power to create the world. But I do have the power if I am guided properly and I open myself to wisdom that is eternal, I can 
create my own little world. Exactly. My, my own little things around me. Exactly. Power of speech. Exactly. Oh, well, see, we are seeing now that if you have a question, not even just inspiration, you may want an inspiration, but you have a question, whether it's very technical and physical and, and on the level of the physical world or very philosophical about the meaning of life. I want to know what is this Corona is all about. Any question that you have, you randomly pick up a letter and there is a synchronization between your psyche in question and the power of the letter. It's a synchronization that, that is special that we it's a mystery. I don't know how it happened. I'm not but I know that it happens because I tried it. That's right. that. I didn't dare even asking too big of questions. I didn't want to fail the letters. <laughs> trust in the letters was gradually coming after 10 years. I can talk to you now and say, yes, I could not say 10 years ago. After the six months of meditations and receiving all the information, I say to myself, wow, I was in a wow state for a long time. But still, still, Safek, doubt, doubt yeah. goes with us everywhere, you know? Doubt never leaves us. Doubt is always I mean, there. You know? it's, the, it's the beginning of Sitra Acha. That's, That's right. Acha can control you through the doubt. Oh, maybe, oh, it sounds nice, but uh, I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, hear, I, totally, I totally get so, it. Yeah. So there is a synchronization. And I can trust it. And I don't have to understand how it works. That's the problem. Sometimes when we do understand, we mess it up. Right. Just be, <laughs> so <it's> be, like... <laughs> be empty. Be light. Yeah. Be, be light. This work is very deep, but very light. This is this is wonderful. You know, it's... You know very, very uh, transformative and, and, and deep and... It's, it's just amazing. But aren't we looking in our life for what is amazing? Well, this is... this Who is cares about what's ordinary? Well, well, you know, ordinary, when does ordinary becomes? Ordin everything in the beginning can sound when we discover something. Everything can, can look and appear amazing until we are getting used to it, until we take things for granted. We know we go into our human condition and we're taking things for granted and we understand, oh, this is okay. And then it becomes normal. And then we're looking at normal. It is So it is really uh, when we're using something in, in access and without, uh, without monitoring or without checks and balances, how am I using, what place am I inhabiting within myself when I'm when I'm asking for something or when I want to manifest something, so that so that when you were talking about energy, each word is energy. When I speak, it's a vibration. I use the the power of the words also through the actual sound frequency, which is a which is everything is a frequency. Everything is energy, and when we are focused and we are we channel our intention through the different energies and through sound. I work with Tibetan bowls that invoke certain energies and then attach certain words and certain letters to that to that frequency, then really things are starting 
to manifest. And we talked about it. We said here in the in the backyard, we, we talked about it that in the in the last few years, things have been manifesting. And you know, I discovered these, I discovered these wonderful creations, these wonderful happenings through the inv- invocation of the letters. Exactly. And then I meet you, you know. So everything is happening as it's supposed to happen. And I'm I'm really, you know, you know, I'm really happy about it, really glad and really grateful that 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 you are here and that we've connected. You know, you're talking about the word Bereshit. This is one of the questions that, that one of the things that I want to start because this is how you start the book. This is how you start with the book. You're you're putting Bereshit Bara in one of the beginning chapters. And one of the one of the uh one of the understandings from 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 Kabbalah about the first word Bereshit is that it starts with the second letter with the bet that hints you know like, like for those who are watching there is a term in Judaism in Kabbalah is called orchard pardes in Hebrew which are which is a a four level understanding the story le- and everything we have the story level uh, we have the hinted level we have the deep level and we have the mystery and and so and so in Bereshit the hinting part comes to the second letter where it says there was something before here we had things before here. It talks about how God created and destroyed worlds. And, and even the time, the concept of time that we have here of 6,000 based on Kabbalah, if you look at this concept from a six-day work week, and again, each day can be a 1,000 years because that was before time was created, right? So we can see that the 6,000, we're at 5871. It's almost before the end of 6,000, almost before Shabbat, almost before that end of time lineage so Bereshit in that word is talking that the bet is hinting that there were things before and what you said Bereshit bara et the or the but really what it means is from a to z because the two letters are aleph the begin the first letter and so god created a to z everything so it's really fascinating we can talk here about every day every we can talk about it all day about this like we've done the other day yeah. And so, so what I want to do is maybe to for those who are watching, and if you have any questions, uh, you can type them here. Any questions for Gila? Any questions for myself? Whatever you can type here, and then and then Gila will be happy to to answer. And if you don't, and if you are seeing this past uh, the time of the broadcast, then um, then you can still write to Gila. And uh, thank you, Tzachi. Is it Tzachi? Tzachai. Farrell. Yes, moving by awe. Using the card is insightful and playful. Definitely playful. And thank you for bringing that up. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. But the way the way it's written in English is tsechai. And um, and play is so important. You know, we're going into this work of words and 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 this wisdom. And I was also fascinated by wisdom since I was a child and the letters. And we forget to play sometimes. And play is so important. And play is so important. Right. Um, remember that um, the change that we are going through, we are going through a change. Absolutely. Right? We are moving from a very uh, mental, scholastic, uh, rational world that gave us already, yes, that gave us already the maximum that it can give. And now we're trying to include the other side of our being, of our brain, which is playful, light, 
uh, uh, things cannot happen without imagination and lightness and playfulness. Exactly. Sometimes extra sincerity brings stiffness. And when, uh, and so, so I want to thank Sahai for what she's bringing here because we are ready now to uh, move into a world that takes into account color, Mm -hmm. movement, lightness, imagination. Wonderful. In my book, I'm quoting Albert Einstein, what he said about imagination. He could never get to anywhere. No understanding could uh, be conveyed by him unless he would allow himself to be with a wild imagination. Mm. That's just imagination, wild imagination. Right. And he said it clearly. He said, we lived in a society that worship the slave. Rational needs to service imagination. Imagination is the name of the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, I say every, 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 every day, and I say this, challenging and it's about what is imagination do imagination challenges our perception like you said and what is challenging our perception is like going to a gym for our imagination it's just like going to a gym we're practicing and we were talking about some somebody may watch this now somebody may watch this now and uh, maybe disagree to something ask yourself what are you disagreeing to it is not necessarily the item itself, but it is the relationship to the item. It's the relationship to what we're talking about. I love the people that disagree with me. I am just waiting to hear their questions. Okay, so, so here's a question from Sherry Manning, okay? And this is, this is fascinating because the words were created. So she asks, if God spoke the universe into being, did the letters come after speech? And if so, any ideas how the letters came into being? I mean, I think that the, it's first because he spoke the he spoke the world into creation. The letters are like chemicals, uh, like in chemistry. So that's the question of of Sherry. If you can, if you so can if, shed light. Um, Sherry, I'm I'm not sure if I will ever be able to answer this question, but we know that when the divine utter when he utters sound vibration what comes out of the divine utterness is revelations so so the world was came into being by the power of speech of the of divine and we as human beings we especially the jews were asked specifically to witness the divine on earth by the power of speech. We were not asked to meditate for eight hours a day. That was not the homework of the Jewish people. Our homework was to pray and speak and, and, and be grateful by saying, Baruch Adonai, Baruch Adonai. We say Baruch Adonai over almost everything. If you see a strange person walking in the street, you don't start to gossip about this. You just say, thank you, God, for creating strange people. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. I understand Sherry's question a little and, bit. And wait, I didn't finish. Oh, because 
there was a white, what we call in Kabbalah, white fire and black fire. So what the way the text was written, uh, black on white, meaning letters that are black fire that are fixed. It's always the same text that we copy from generation to generation, no changes. The white fire is the negative space behind around each letter and text, that's the Torah Shebaal Peh. That's the oral tradition. This is what you think today, in my age, in my time, where I live, I have an obligation and, and a privilege to understand the text in a way that will help me to develop in this world where we are. So, Torah Shebaal Peh changes, and it reminds me you're supposed to be a tree planted, steady, on what? On running waters. Yeah. That changes. So the, what change and what stays are two very interaction between two forces that we were created with those two forces, the matter in us and the spirit in us. The spirit in us is fire. The matter in us is earth. And of course, there is wind too, is, is the, the, the breath, the neshima, neshama that comes in and out. So we are, we are, uh, God was so proud of himself that he, succeed in creating a human being that is able to reconcile opposite forces like fire and water, uh, like like right and left, like yes and no, like uh, matter and spirit. I can reconcile it because I am matter and spirit. I have what it takes. So, uh, So in that sense, creation was brilliant. It was brilliant. Why I'm not feeling every day that I am brilliant, that I am a miracle? Well, that goes to our human condition, really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, so that's my... Uh, uh, as spring is coming, I am being helped by the letters to wake up and feel the, the renaissance. The, I, I am a... I am a Renaissance. You are, you are. So, so, so. Uh, but, but I want to touch back to to the question. I want to bring it back to there. You were talking, by the way, about Homer, about matter. You know, it is many times. It's it's. Uh, some people believe that matter is what holds the spirit, but it's the other way around. It's spirit that holds the matter. And in the word matter in Hebrew, Homer, there is the word ruach. And ruach, and also there is the otmem, the fortieth letter, which is the letter of transi- of uh, transition, and so it's it's through the materialistic, it's through the material that the spirit can come through. It is through the material that we can uh, um, express the, the the creation, and it is through the. It's like a driver in a car. The car. I always use that because I love analogies. The car is our body. The car is the matter, and the driver is the soul. So the car can be neutral, can run, but without the driver, it won't drive. 
So I want to go back to the to, to, to refine the question of sherry, which which I see the question of sherry as almost like the chicken or the egg. Who came first? The, right, obviously, we know who came first, God, and but and the the world as it was created was it creators with with the letters or were the world creators and their and their the letters? What I could understand from that is that the words were there. But to add to that question is we know that the Hebrew of today is not the Assyrian Hebrew, which was the ancient Hebrew. So the question is even greater, although we can see the, 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 the similarities and the spiritual influence through the writings of the today, today the alphabet Hebrew, but the original letters were Assyrian, were, were, were different, is a different Hebrew. Okay, okay, I know you're talking about, it's a, it's a sacred geometry that changed. Today, the way the, the Hebrew letter looks, are not, uh, they look differently, but I don't, I don't take my, 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 the people that work with me, we don't go there because it's deviation. I'd like them to see that Aleph, for instance, four triangles, Never in all my life, being a Hebrew teacher, I never saw that there are four triangles in an Aleph. They showed us that that's, if you know, the, 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 the sacred job. This one, here, I see. Okay. You read the letters from right to left. So as you look at this, you look from right to right. left. Right. So all of a sudden, I, according to what was shown to me, if there are four triangles, each triangle leads us to another direction, north, south, east, which is all the opposite forces I've been talking about. And Aleph is, bring, is invoking in you the responsibility to start to reconcile opposite forces, turn them into nigudim mashlemim, meaning let them, instead of hit each other, cancel each other, fight each other, let them it's a complementary. Merge into each other and make a star. So if you take the two, the, the east and west triangles, when they merge together, you get a star. Yeah. The north and south merge together, you get a star. And the star is shining, and that means that the two opposites are now dancing with each other, completing each other. Yes. It's not anymore... The, a, a, a world that, uh, like you say in Hebrew, who's against who, you know? Yeah. It is, it is a, a completely different dynamic. It is, it is fascinating because... If there is a fifth dimension, that's the fifth dimension, that's the vision, and it's the vision of the Hebrew letters yeah. which was constructed to wake you up and to ask you the right questions and to move you forward into the fifth dimension. You cannot study parasha or study any sacred text and just be a herd that follows the leader. You need to wake up. To ask questions. The, 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 to ask the, questions. Hopes to ask questions. Alert and to start to create yourself. How can You need to be an artist. Yeah. Cannot just look at a picture and say it's beautiful. Where's my picture? I want to show this. I want to show this. Yeah. This is the Aleph. So what what I what I get from it. This is something that I always uh, and we'll talk about your letters in the name. We'll, we'll bring a couple of letters. So we'll talk about them. 
is a spiritual fire because the way that also you write it you can see the triangle but you also can see in when if you look at the at the letters as they're written for example in the torah you will look that they have like little flames those those edges so they are the spiritual fire now here's something interesting we know fire is probably the only element that can alter a physical state of something and and yet you cannot touch fire right try grab it you cannot so it's really the spiritual it's a spiritual that is infused in the physical fire so it is not a physical fire per se you cannot hold it but you can definitely get burned from it right so if we take these two letters i don't know if you, do you see it backwards <laughs> i'm trying to yes, it looks like ash yes okay ish right ash in hebrew is fire is it is it written right yeah okay no, yeah, yeah. okay there we go yes okay there we go ish because it's mirroring so ash is fire in hebrew so you have here you have here the spiritual fire and you have here the physical fire and this is the physical fire that consumes things the physical fire that exists within ourselves and so this is an example of how the hebrew letters when we, when are combined are creating certain kind of energy are 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 a representation of certain kind of energies and this is what 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 you're talking about now i, I wanted to talk about your name for example gila yeah here's my gila gimel this is gimel and uh, it looks almost like somebody who is running forward towards the word Dalet, right? So it's like he's going forward. But I want to share something with you, Gila, about your name. Your name is very, is very, uh, very unique, like every, every name. But yours is unique, especially we're talking about it now. There is a Kabbalistic meditation that I use with sound, with Tibetan bowls and, and in treatments. It's called Chedva, the Chedva meditation. Now... For the word joy in English, we have only one explanation in English, joy. But in Hebrew, we have 10 synonyms for this word, for joy. And four of them are being used in the meditation, chedva. The first letter is chedva, which is sharp. It's the first expression of any experience. It's like going up on a roller coaster, the first incline, and before it drops, you know, your tushi leaves the chair for a split of a second. You're entering. You have this understanding, this blast into very sharp. Comes for the word chad. It's like cutting the expression. Then the second level is gila. Gila, meaning like your name, is the revelation. Is coming Legalot. in. Legalot. Huh? Legalot. is It's the revealing to the heart. So after we, under, after we get it, we see it. It's being revealed to the heart. And then you have simcha, which is expressing it in with your body, and sason, which is the peak, the peak of joy, where you're expressing your mind, your heart, your body in expressing this. So your name is really to be revealed, revealing, revelation. And it's no coincidence that we're talking about letters. <laughs> so so talk yeah. about Gila, about your gimel. Let's talk about gimel. Uh, Gimel, uh, the way, uh, um, the character of Gimel in our book, every letter has a character and she comes with a character that is going to serve the movement towards the fifth dimension. Mm. So uh, it's very specific. You know, I'm also serving this movement 
and I am doing what the letters already have their plan and their movement, and I'm just uh, I'm just lucky to to be at the service of them. That that's all. I cannot do there whatever I want to do, and believe me, I tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> there is a plan. There is a plan for them. They are moving the way they want. But Gimel, for instance, yeah. I know in many books, Gimel is Gamal, Camel. Okay. Uh, like many other letters, Aleph is, is the name of God. Aleph is uh, Echad. But when I got Aleph, it was, you have an obligation, Achrayut, that starts with Aleph, to unite opposite forces to bring them into Tiferet. And the middle of Tiferet is Aleph. That was all new. I never read it in any other book. Gimel is telling us, <clears throat> Gimel is a good letter for, for Passover cleaning, mm. for spring cleaning. You go into the attic and you get rid of all the things that you don't need anymore. You make room for the things that has been waiting for such a long time to be expressed. Mm. There's a book that you wanted for a long time to read, uh, to write, and you didn't have the, the chance. Maybe you there is a, a painter in you that never mm. had the chance to express itself. Maybe you want to join a chorus and sing a little bit, etc., yes. uh, etc. Et there are so many ways of self-expression that were chalked because we we thought that, or maybe for, for a period of time, it was very right. I was supposed to do uh, other things. But now, now in my age, in my time, it is the time to move forward. You see the gimel look like a yeah. forward. Moving, going. The two legs on the bottom and the guy, then the head is like. Exactly. Into, into receiving. First of all, we forgot to speak that Bereshit means Rosh, Rosh stands for wisdom. We need to start to open ourselves to receive wisdom Amen. That, that is very, very true for all times. Not theories that come up good for 50 years and then they come down. Another theory come and replace it. Stick to something that never changed, laws of life. That never, never change. This is wonderful. You know, Gila, Gila, Gila is is a very kind person. Uh, no, you know, you say you say when you say compliments to people that you shouldn't tell them in front of their face. So maybe you can turn around so I don't. But she's very kind, and she's here really to serve and to give and to give from her wisdom and from the wisdom that she received and to channel. So this is this is really a blessing. So I just want to say wanna, that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I want to say one more thing about the wisdom. Yes. It's wisdom. When we are trying to, to vision the future, we vision it through our memory. We go back with our memory to the future that is waiting there to be manifested. So, yeah. so you see what is happening with the timing? And where can we receive it? That's why we do meditation and we enter the present moment where there is no future and and uh, past, there is only here through the here and now. I can access the future. Yes, yes. I can 
the past so I can know what is going to happen exactly. in the exactly thank you that's where the library of wisdom is is in the past it's, it's not in the future it's not what I feel like doing it's what is the direction of my soul and by the way soul is made out of fire there is a fear in me and the fire uh-huh. and direct me Don't, let's not forget when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai died pieces of fire fell from heaven this is not a story it's not a metaphor it is it fight there are same way there are seven kinds of joy there are seven kinds of fire too there is a consuming fire there is the fire that Moses saw in the bush that didn't uh, consume uh, different fires so so thank you thank you thank you so much we are at the top of our program I and mean, we can talk forever yeah it's been it's been very fast and and so you know we are these last words we are you're talking about Passover we are now it is not just about a book reading a book it is of course if you want to read or to paint or to do something but really what is about Egypt the 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 daily experiences we are we are coming to our our own exodus our own place of releasing and not just releasing but fleeing but leaving behind proactively leaving not just oh, okay well I'm not going to do that because uh, it's not important it's not happening in my in my life not to actually really remove and release all that doesn't serve us our preconceived notions our, our our beliefs our perceptions challenging our perception is a Passover thing it is totally a Passover thing so for you who are watching if you're connecting you're not well if you're here that means that you're supposed to be here and and anything that is here to serve your openness your understanding is a blessing so Gila why don't you tell us a few last words that you want to give and last uh, word the most important thing for Passover is pair a mouth that speaks what do you need to talk about how you came out of Egypt this year and this year there is a lot of Egypt to come out of we had such an intense year and so the power of speech is the Is the is the most important uh, of the movement into the fifth dimension Amen. speak yes. and I create what I want I have to be very careful with what I speak and I want to invite whoever is ready to join the study uh, our study groups to join it to be So you get more deep uh, experience and understanding of what we're talking about here um, and by by yes you have all the information down there I don't need even to mention it I want to thank you very much Elan and um, and blessing thank the Hebrew letters that man uh, choosing, choosing each of us uh, to receive the, the the wisdom and use it in life. This is beautiful. This is so fascinating and, and really encouraging. And you are a wealth of wisdom and a very beautiful person. Thank you so much for, for being here, Gila. And everyone who is watching, this is Abracadabra, create what you speak, literally and figuratively. Create what you speak. It is the place that we inhabit within ourselves, our voice, our voice that gives life 
pushing and gives the intention behind the words because it is not how we say in Hebrew, it is not what you say, or in English, it is how we say it. So how we say the word even, abracadabra, what place am I inhabiting? What place are you inhabiting? Your light. That's happy past. Thank you, Sharon. Baruch. Thank you, Sharon. Sherry. Evelyn. Uh, Tsehai. Sorry again if I'm... That's good. Tsehai, right? Okay, so Tsehai wrote the name good. And Tammy, uh, this is wonderful. It's it's such a blessing to, to have you here, Gila. And uh, Joy, <laughs> right? And I'm Ilan Azulai, bodysoulsound.com uh, is, is my website, and it's also here. And you can connect to, to, to Gila through her website, thehebrewletter.com, the phone number through our website. We're all connected. It is all connected, and we are here as a community, as a community that expands. So thank you very much, Gila, for being here. Thank you, everyone who's been here. This is Abracadabra, Create What You Speak. I'm Ilan Azulai, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the shit? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.